in Westbury, a poor community in South Africa. Um, I was raised by my parents, who were very loving, despite the poverty we, we lived in. I have an identical twin sister and a younger brother, 10 years younger than me. While the community did respect intelligence, being a nerd was not cool. This led me to not desiring the nerd stigma that came with good grades. However, my family did instill in me the importance of education. My, this, my uncle Rich who took me for extra maths lessons, which gave me the good grades I needed to get into a top university. With education, I overcame poverty, qualified as a CPA in South Africa, worked in corporate finance and private equity, and later gained the opportunity to come to the U.S. and complete a master's in public administration at Harvard. Currently, I'm serving on a few large corporate boards and am a business advisor. I'm also an investor in a women's investment holding company. To give you some backdrop to South Africa and growing up under apartheid, uh, apartheid means separateness in Afrikaans, which is the derivative of Dutch, as Dutch settled there in the mid-1600s. Apartheid was put in place between 1948 and 1994. During this time, we lived in separate communities, attended separate schools, and were separated in all respects. It was our Jim Crow. Different racial groups were separated, white, black, Indian, and historically mixed race. I'm from um, the historically mixed race ladder racial category, and people of color were generally marginalized. A fraction of the country's budget was allocated to people of color. We had limited access to opportunities and our communities were far away from the cities. Our resources were much less for healthcare, schools, amenities, and so on, including um, aspects that, that affected us through this marginalization. My father was unfortunate to work on an exhaustive construction mining contract and that triggered an, a nervous breakdown after that he could not be the main family provider my late grandfather great late grandmother went to an inferior hospital for people of color to treat an eyesore the poor hospital treatment led to her becoming blind at the age of 40 as i've touched on my marginalization and the community i'm from I know that around the world there are people who may have been marginalized due to certain policies who can relate to my experience and hopefully also overcome. I wanted to tell the story of being a person of color in South Africa on an international platform. And more information on historically mixed race people. We arose from the mid-1600s in South Africa by the racial mixing of European settlers with the indigenous Khoisan and slaves brought in from Madagascar, Sri Lanka, India and other lands. This racial mixing and slave background was considered shameful and was not taught in our schools. There was this mystery to my blood. Who am I really? And I really wanted to piece together 
my DNA and understand my lineage. So I did a DNA test with 23andMe, New York-based, and the results brought forth insight, clarity, and peace. I'm 38% European, 28% African, a quarter Indian, and 7% East South Asian. I am my own melting pot. The DNA test brought so much fact-based clarity for me. There were some surprises too. I had no idea I had any Jewish ancestry and was pleasantly surprised by the 6% dose of Ashkenazi Jewish. Once I found this out, I embraced it and did Jewish quarter tours in Romania and Hungary where I have deduced my Jewish ancestry traces to from 23andMe. And in April this year, I visited Israel for the first time. From the history of colonialization, my family and I knew about the negative parts in our ancestry. I now made a conscious choice to forgive and heal from the past, to recognize our innate human frailty and foibles. And I decided that I'm not going to reject any of my ancestors, as this would be rejecting a part of who I am. For individuals, communities, and nations, we can embrace our past, including parts of history which are less comfortable. We can forgive those who have oppressed us. We can ban hate and bias while bringing people together. And something also I also did in confronting my pain and vulnerability was to really reframe my story. And using my slave ancestry... I visited the Slave Lodge in Cape Town, South Africa, last year, and I felt so stuck in the unspeakable cruelty my slave ancestors faced, their knees being broken if they tried to escape, the inhumane conditions within which they live. It took me a while to become unstuck, and I had to craft a new script, turning the crucible into something positive. I looked to the ancient and magnificent kingdoms from which my slave ancestors arose, my Khoisan ancestors' unique click language is felt to have been the first developed by humans. I restrained my story into one of hope and joy. I now see my slave ancestors as resilient and survivors instead of as victims. The same process of reframing can be applied to any group going through a difficult time. What I've learned from sharing my story is that in peeling away the layers of the onion and the layers of my reflections, I got to the core of self-discovery. Sharing my story makes me aware of my humanity and how this connects to everyone else. And I hope that all people can get to a place of self-discovery, healing and hope and unity. The road from poverty to prosperity was a long, difficult road. And my dream is for more inclusion, less inequality and more unity in the world. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. 
You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time. 